Welcome to the Paranormie. I am Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Reinhardt von Krieger. What's up, man? Not much. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, yes. One day late. Also joining us this evening, Grognak, out from the dungeon. What's up? Hey. Yeah, I left the simulacrum in charge. Oof. I know what happened last time. That purple ooze thing. Um, not joining us this evening is Dogbot. He will be back for the Nationalist Inquirer on Tuesday, live on Pilled, and then, of course, you can catch it on the podcast released on Wednesday. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome to the weekend. This show will be a day late, day later than usual. Um, but very, oh my God, I don't want to talk about it. It's a, sort of a logistical nightmare last night and blame blame the geese i blame the geese yeah dude i don't know man it's a cross between the geese i mean the geese do what the geese do but that stuff stays out in the field you know what i mean it's the fact that the dog ate so much of it that he got sick and that he got sick in the house so i mean at least your kid didn't eat it yeah well dude i mean well i just the thought of that but like the emergency rug doctor rental we have one. We have we have dogs. So we, you know, as pet owners, as responsible pet owners who also own carpet, we own a you know um, a rug doctor, a carpet cleaner. Um, but somehow, somehow the cap to the uh, hot water reservoir was missing, and that's the part that goes upside down, you know, onto the thing. Yeah. Oh, geez. So it was a real quick trip down well it's not really quick because where we live but it was a quick trip down to the local dollar general or walmart or whatever it was and picked up a rug doctor (laughs) man that sounds like an innuendo but a rug doctor you're so so you're a carpet cleaner on the side yes i clean carpets on the side just the one in our yeah we only have carpets in our bedrooms in this in this place Mm. yeah do those skills also translate to uh, oven cleaning? Um, we have a self-cleaning oven. It's awesome. You just push the button Man, and come only, back two hours later. If only others could have had that a long time ago. Right. If only. If, if only the technology that supposedly existed actually existed. Something something might right, have then actually the, then happened. the math actually would play out and we wouldn't be making math illegal no i don't i don't think the math ever would have worked out none, of that, none <laughs> no. of that math none of that math ever works that math is worse than this common core shit they're pushing in schools nowadays i feel like i saw that as a meme is like some some boomers like common core is the worst math ever and the next panel is like an ss soldier just looking like exasperated it's seriously like, come on, man. Yeah, like come on guy <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know right the cookies. The cookies. Yeah. Anyway. Keep your kids out of public schools. Holy shit. Have you seen have you seen the things that are going around? You oh see my that? god, that one this morning. The 
the one that uh that Thultide posted about the Discord. No, the Reddit. It was, excuse me, it was the Reddit. No, the Reddit. Yes. It was a Reddit talking about getting a kid to get into a Discord. Jesus. Yes. It was yeah. A kid who has been apparently non-gender conforming because they're a girl and they wear hoodies. Yeah. You know how, you know, those non-gender conforming girls that wear hoodies. And they're, this one wasn't from Thultide. Um It wasn't? No, it was from Social Revolutionary Nationalists of North America. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, he reposted it. That's what I stole it from. Yeah. Him, yeah. yeah, but it was uh, trans teachers discussing on how to crack an egg, which literally in this context means grooming a kid. Yes, it is code for grooming a child. Oh, it is. Um, it is, yeah. It's from Social Revolutionary Nationalists of North America. Jeez, um, that is a long and drawn out name. I don't even want to know what the at is for that channel. <laughs> it better be an acronym. A National Revolutionary Movement. Good Lord, and I thought ours was long when I type it out. That's not bad. Nah, it's not. Yeah, but this, oh my God. Their, their, <laughs> their Avi is an American flag, right? Except German colors and where the stars are, it's got the um, the eagle. Half of it is stars and half of it is the eagle. I don't know. It's kind of cringe, man. This is pretty. This is pretty. Pretty freaking cringe. Like that's it, the West Germany. Is the next one is the West Germany flag with mm-hmm. like a Kaiserreich logo? Yes. If uh, yeah, I, I can tell this guy plays uh, Hearts of Iron Four Kaiserreich mod. <sighs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't know what that is. It is a game for people who enjoy alternate history. Like for military history autists that enjoy alternate scenarios, so like Germany winning World War One. Oh, that kind of stuff. Like yeah. Or at least like fighting to a stalemate. Like the and South then you start winning. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can like split up and have like a second American Civil War. Um okay. you know, all kinds of stuff. It's it's kinda of cool. I mean, you know. Well, for the for the LARPer that doesn't want to actually go out in the field. Right. And you know, when I was younger I played I took over Africa as fascist South Africa, but okay. It's kind well, of if, if you guys are interested, I'm trying to come up with a campaign. I'm calling it nooses and lampposts. <laughs> subtle, very subtle. <laughs> very, very subtle. That's not, I don't, I don't think that one. Um, wasn't there a, wasn't there a video game, like a goy, something goy video game, action goy or something. Oh, I don't know. There are plenty of racist games on Steam, though. Duke Nukem? Well, Duke Nukem's not intentionally racist, I don't think. Can't fix what's not broken, right? That's true. Oh, boy. And then you have the only furry 18 plus game, Cyberpunk Furry Hentai. Oh, God, why? Are you in the Steam store right now? Yes, I just opened it up. All right, no, you might want to just close that right down because yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna close that. I, that's enough rage fuel. That's we it. have we have more than enough for tonight. <laughs> yeah. So the other day I was at the uh, my local butcher. See, uh, I guess you can call it a butcher. They're a meat processing facility. They uh, you can bring your deer up there and they'll process it for you if you have if you have pigs or cattle that you want to have oh, you know, cool. processed. Yeah. You can bring them up there and they'll, you know, for a flat fee plus, I think it's like a $60 kill fee. And then, um, processing is 50 cents a pound, something like that. 
It's not bad. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. Deer processing works out to be pretty cheap, and you don't have to do it. I mean, if you don't, if you don't know how. But uh, I was up there picking up, picking up some some beef, uh, some very very local, very delicious uh, local beef, and we got to talking about um, prices because you know their 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 kill their kill price went up ten bucks. It was fifty dollars last year. It was fifty dollars the year before that. Um, and I think their the other stuff was ten cents less. And every, everything's going up. And we was like, you know, have you noticed the, the prices going up at the grocery stores? And the, the girl behind the counter, she's like, yeah. She's like, I just cringe every time I go to the grocery store and look at how much things are. And it's crazy how, how fast prices are going up. But um, they are going up. Up they are a going. And especially meat and dairy products. Um, and I was, dude, I, I went to... And and they're doing the limit. They're doing. The, we're gonna we're gonna do a bunch of a uh, bunch of uh, doom posting about food tonight. How about that? Doom. It's it's just everywhere, isn't it? It's yeah, well. I mean, it's literally everywhere, but it's nothing to worry about, you know. Of course, because no. Did you notice that portions are going down too? It seems. Yeah. Well, we talked about that once a while ago. They're they call it shrinkflation. Uh, well, it's one form of it is when, so you get a cereal box and it's still the same. If you look at it from the front, it's still the same size, right? It's eight by 11 or whatever the d- dimensions of the box are. Then you turn it sideways and instead of being an inch and seven eighths deep, it's only like an inch and five eighths deep. And that's, you know, takes away two ounces of cereal. So now that box that looks like a 24 ounce box of cereal is only a 21 ounce box of cereal. There's that there. Then there's the whole, like what they do with potato chips, where you get like, you know, six chips in a bag of air. Yeah. And when they're doing, it seems that they're doing the same with meat too. You know, when I was in, when I was in Washington, um, one of my kind of go-to sources of, uh, was of chicken was getting like fresh chicken that had just been, you know, cut up and frozen. Right. You get like the frozen bags of chicken. You Mm -hmm. can, uh, thaw them out, season them, throw them in the oven, whatever you want to do. And it used to be like eight pound, like an eight pound bag I could get for a few dollars, right? Six, seven bucks. Um, was it like thighs? Hmm? Was it like thighs? Uh, breasts. Really? It's cheap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cheap. So what, yeah, like a dollar ninety nine a pound or something. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't bad. Um, now I noticed they are, they're not doing the the sneaky shrinkflation. They're actually just fully, you know, uh, lowering the amounts that you get. It's now it was then like six pounds. Now it's five pounds, mm. uh, but the price is still either stays the same or it goes up. You know, a five pound bag the other day at my local Publix cost us ten ninety nine. Mm. It's it's getting expensive. It's it's getting pricey out there, and it's because well. Bad things are happening to to meat distribution companies, meat processing companies, food distribution processing, and um, packaging companies are having problems. It seems that seems that every every food company, every major food company over the past two years has had a major fire. Have you noticed this? I mean, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to look at all this stuff like. But there's something going on, man. I mean, if I was, if I was in a conspiratorial minded kind of a guy, I would think this was a planned out thing. 
and that all this stuff was happening for a reason. Yeah, I mean, just just looking at, let's say, poultry alone, right? South Dakota, 400,000 chickens perish in a poultry plant fire. Um, yeah, is this accidental one? fire. That was an accident, right, that one? 34,000 chickens die in farm fires in Virginia. 42,000. All of these, yeah, they're accidents. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, between them, uh, 600,000 chicken. Uh, chickens yep and then if that's if that's not enough this is just these are just birds that have died due to fire just you know inadvertently turned into fried chicken um now we have the apocalyptic bird flu which is coming i mean it's it's here it's it's already in places uh the first case of the h5 bird flu in the united states detected in colorado um this was what was this article Okay, five hours ago this was uploaded, and so Thursday. So a couple days ago, an inmate at the state correctional facility in Delta County is the first person in the United States to test positive for the H5 avian flu. Ooh. Man came into the contact with the virus when he worked at a commercial farm in Montrose County as part of a pre-release employment program. According to a joint release from the Colorado Department of Corrections, the State Health Department of Agriculture, and the State Department of Public Health and Environment. Oh, state officials say the man is largely asymptomatic, reporting only fatigue, and is currently isolating and receiving an antiviral drug. Oseltamivir. Oseltamivir. Yes. Excelsior. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oseltamivir per Centers for CDC and Prevention Guidance. In general, the risk of the Virus to the public is low and continues to be low, says Rachel Healthy, right off of healthy, state epidemiologist. Our recommendation to the public is try to limit your exposure to wild birds. Now, because of this, they've already they've already started culling chickens in mass across the United States. So don't worry. In, In Michigan, they already they've already made it like illegal to keep backyard chickens in some areas. Which is just in, insane. It's mm-hmm. just blatant. Um, well, it it's blatant tyrannical control over what you can do literally in your own backyard on your ability to feed yourself. Right. We, we need you dependent and, on the system. And what they're telling you is the same thing they've been telling you for years so that we can protect you. We can provide. Mm-hmm. It's the old uh, Hegelian dialectic. Problem, reaction, right. solution. And of course, you know, big daddy government's going to come help you, but not big daddy government. It's not even government. It's big daddy, new world order. Big daddy, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, but the great reset, guys, none of this stuff is happening. None of the great resets actually happening. None of the people, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, none of these people hold any actual power, right? No, no, no real power. No, no, All they can no, do no. is talk. Well, they, they dress up like Dieter from Sprockets and they get up on the stage and they say things in a very contrived accent and, you know, nothing actually happens. They just go to Davos and do all this stuff, you know, and it's like, you know, and none of the, none of the things that are going on are actually Agenda 21 or actually Agenda 2030, except that they what are. Kills me- right. Like what, ki- what kills me is that, you know, it's this. This ridiculous, I would say childish notion that 
these people can't have any sort of political power without holding a political position or that, you know, the reverse is that the people who have political positions are the ones who are in power. Neither are true necessarily. Right. I mean, it's been said many, many times like the president doesn't actually have any power. He's just a figurehead. Same thing with the prime minister of England and whatever. Right. Right. Or the queen, the excuse who, me, the queen in England, the queen has no yeah. power. Yeah. It's, it's the people who hold the money, who are the oldest families, the oldest names, um, and the people that are even above Klaus Schwab. You know, the people you can't even Google, they're so wealthy. Right. I mean, even knowing some of their names, like Paisor, um, you know, and the Medicis and those other families, the, the old, old banking families, like there's a lot of names that you, you wouldn't know because they, they don't really exist. Yeah, on they, our, they believe they don't exist. Anymore. I mean, they do, but they don't exist on the plane of existence that you and I live on, pretty much. Right, um, and and a lot of these families too, you know, like Paisomichi, etc. They have so many branching bloodlines that, that come off of them um, that they hide behind. Uh, right, they put they put these people from, let's say, bastard lines or um, landed. I guess you could say landed bloodlines that marry into these mm -hmm. other lines that mix and match. Uh, and that's how you get people like Meghan Markle. Right. Who is of one of the bloodlines. She's of, well, she's of two, right? Because she's related on both I think sides. The Col I think Collins and DuPont. Okay. I think are, are her two. There you go. Um, but you've got, I mean, you've got the Van Dynes, the Russells, the Bundys, which yes, Ted Bundy is related. Right. Because um, of, because of course, because of course the Lees over in China. Yes. The big, the big Chinese family. Cause you can't, you know, you can't rule the world from over there if you're not related. Right. Uh, right. The Astors, John Jacob Astor. Mm -hmm. You mean the Astors wasn't one? Yeah. One of the Astors that went down on the Titanic, the Oceanic. The Olympia. Olympic. 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 Excuse me. The Olympic. I always Jeez, get that wrong. The Oceanic. It's the Olympic and the Titanic. Everybody's favorite episode, and, and I got that wrong. That was a good that, episode. That seriously is is still everybody's like in their top three. Yeah, that's a great one, man. That's one you can you can just play for normies, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't know all that." And what we didn't know is one of the reasons why they had to get rid of those those vehicles was they were, uh, well, according to some guys, that that the free energy doesn't exist. But um, they were of a technology that we're not supposed to know about. Right. Yeah. Which those things don't exist. Well, you know, it doesn't exist. I've seen an example of one thing. So therefore that BTFO is everything. Right. I saw a cathedral, pictures of a cathedral actually being built. Therefore, they were all built this way. I'm st I'm seeing the cathedral stuff uh, be brought up more often. Uh, our buddy over at the Antiquitech Research Archive channel has been posting a lot about them. Some good stuff. Um, I guess we can actually call him our buddy now. He's he's hanging out in our chat. Yeah, he's in our chat. Therefore, our buddy. <laughs> if you are hanging out in in our chat, you are officially our buddy. Even yes. if you're like a tattletale for the other fags that like to cry about stuff that we talk about. If you're like a hate listener who's in our chat. I'm glad we live rent free. We're enjoying the yeah. space in your brain. Yeah. All Listen those, to all the those hate listeners. Oh God, I love the hate listeners. What are they going to talk about today? What stupid shit is Johnny going to say? 
they're they're going to talk about how there aren't trannies in you know Hollywood oh. just just in Congress. Oh right. Oh please. The uh, the amount of look how much I don't care is is off the charts with these people. It's true. Um, but back to back to manufactured food crisis here. Yes, manufactured food crisis. So we have another pandemic on the way, the bird flu pandemic, which is good. It, it's going to happen. I mean, they're talking about it. It's like, oh no, here it comes. Yeah. Yep. Avoid wild birds. Uh, we we're talking millions and millions of chickens over the past few years that have been uh, killed in mysterious accidents. Um, like you were saying, Johnny, even, you know, major, uh, food processing companies that, mm -hmm. you know, are part of, are part of, I guess we call big food, like general mills. Yeah. Um, you know, plane crash, plane crashed, not directly into the plant, exploded on impact supposedly. Um, but it was right. right there. Right. Uh, other fires at, you know, grain storage facilities. That was, yeah. Where's the one from the other day? The corn. That's the funniest one I've ever seen. Oh, there was, um, it was on Skull's channel. And it would have been. Um, he posted. Yes, so here stuff. it is. He posted. Spontaneous so corn combustion. Yes. Spon read it? <laughs> yeah, post it. Post it up so you can see this. Yeah, here I'll. I'll forward it to our little content channel here. There we go. That nobody will ever find. Yeah, here it is in a uh, Dufour, Oregon, Oregon, <laughs> April 21st. So this is uh, nine days ago. The Oregon office of the state fire marshal has completed the investigation into the cause of the fire, which burned down the headquarters of Azure standard, the nation's premier independent distributor of organic and healthy food. It was determined the fire was not an act of arson, but related to a tote of rolled corn, which was temporarily being stored at the facility. In a cooler. In a cooler. Due to, due to the Azure headquarters receiving an oversupply at the company's warehouse, there are two ways it may have started, according to the fire marshal. This is according to the fire marshal, okay? Because of the high moisture content of the corn, it could have started smoldering on its own and self-combusted or the tote or corn dust could have come in contact with a nearby electrical outlet, shorting the outlet, electrical outlet wiring and sparked the tote of corn. I have never in my life heard of moisture causing a fire. So what they're saying is this is basically in a cool controlled environment with moisture spontaneously combusting like a volcano. Yes. Excuse me, like a silicon debris pile. Yes. So I, I know this is going to sound weird, but I once worked in a grist mill. Mm -hmm. I, so yeah, I actually used to make corn dust. It is very combustible more so than dynamite. But I believe that no, no, it's not super corn... dry. It's not gonna, nothing's gonna happen. Like if it's wet and moist, then eh, that's what I'm saying. Matter. They they give it away right there, and they said it was moisture. 
the moisture, because of the high moisture content of the corn, it could have started smoldering on its own. I've never, I've never seen something moist smolder unless it was already on fire and it had been put out with water. Now that's it's, retarded. It's yeah. like saying throwing bodies on an open body burning pit will like make the fire like more combustible. Yes, the more bodies you have on an open pit fire, the higher the flames go. That's yeah, none of that makes any sense. No, this is right up there with other other math we were talking about earlier. So we have phony, phony fires. Yeah, this is at Azure standard. Arson ruled out. Hmm. I don't know, man. One of America's largest independent distributors of natural, organic, and non-GMO foods. Oh, what a surprise. A large, one of the largest distributors of organic and non-GMO foods. Really? I just very conveniently blew up, the corn blew up in the cooler. like And, and a tote, a tote of corn, whatever a tote is. A, a tote is like what, like a bin like one of the, was it a was it a I mean was it like a I'm assuming there was enough corn to where you'd have to use at least like a pallet jack to pick up the bin right I mean like this wasn't just like a, a Tupperware full of corn that they threw in the in the cooler right I don't know it was big enough to cause an explosion that burned down the whole building Well you can't just use like Oh no! A bunch of corn grain as dynamite. It's it's like the the corn dust in the air is what's the combustible, like dangerous element. But right, you shouldn't have a tote of corn grain blowing up. A tote of <laughs> rolled corn. I don't I don't know what that means by rolled corn. Rolled means it means it goes through like a like a steel press. Like imagine two of them together, and it uh-huh. kind of goes through, so it breaks the kernel. Okay, and then they like they have a process that oh like rolled oats okay so it's rolled so the corn is dry though then when it just happens yes okay because of the high but there's there's really no reason for any modern like milling factories to just be like exploding yeah no that's it's really ridiculous so it burned down the entire headquarters nation's premier oh my gosh the nation's premier independent distributor of organic and healthy food Jesus, the lies. Like, it's like right in your face. They're just lying to you. Well, we're seeing, we're seeing now. Um, I mean, do you want to talk about the chronic food shortages or go through a few more examples of how they're creating it? Oh, well, I mean, here you go. We have um, in, in New South Wales, right? There's 30 piggeries, which are, I guess, pork producing places, industrial pork farms, uh, have come down with Japanese encephalitis. So now oh, we're yes. having, yeah, now, now they're having, um, oh, because of the Japanese encephalitis in the pig industry, all these piggeries are experiencing production losses of about 80%. That's terrible. So 11 people have gotten the um, mosquito borne Japanese encephalitis, supposedly. Um, this was air quotes, mosquito born virus, but, um, yeah, so it's endemic in a lot of other places in Asia, but it's never been seen in Australia before. So, well, and I guess, I guess the issue is, so like if a, if an infected mosquito bites a sow, 
mm-hmm. that is currently pregnant, it can pass it on to a litter of piglets. And they've said that, um, you know, most of these litters, when they are bitten, uh, will be born, will be stillborn. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, aborted piglets and deformed piglets. Um, has nothing to do with what yeah, they're feeding these animals. No, it's just has, has. It's just the fact that these mosquitoes. Yeah, it's all just mosquitoes, right? Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with the fact that we're feeding animals terrible things to fatten them up and get more meat, right? Um, Gen- and genetically modify them to do to do things like that. Don't 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 forget. No, don't worry though. They're they're coming up with a vaccine. Well, and ultimately too, it's it's safer to eat lab grown meat. Sure. Oh, as an alternative, absolutely. You're gonna want it. Yes. Um, if you want what lab grown tiger steaks, lab grown lion meat. If you want, um, uh, lab grown John Legend, you know steaks. I'm sure you can get those at this point. Chrissy Teigen, you know. Uh, steamed, steamed Teigen veg. Ste- Dude, why? I mean, we'll we're, talk about it's not here. So I was just one out there. I was kind of hoping like we didn't have to do one of those, All right. <laughs> but Good no, Lord. but they've, I mean, alongside the lab grown meat and the lab grown bugs, whatever, mm-hmm. they're even pushing cannibalism. Yeah. Ouroboros. There are, yeah. There's the Ouroboros meat. Um, they're, I'm they're literally uh, trying to find the price of an Ouroboros starter kit right now because they're supposed to be going on sale. Oh my, oh my God. God. And there are studies, I saw one recently that was, it was saying we should revisit the idea of human meat. How healthy is it actually? Yeah, don't, don't Do mind wanna, the prion diseases. Should we touch on the Ouroboros steak for new listeners? Well, the Ouroboros steak is the, uh, you can have, you can have lab grown version of yourself and you can eat it. Yeah, it's kind of like Ancestry.com where you spit in the tube, except instead of them telling you that you are 1% Jewish, uh, you get to eat yourself. Yeah, they send you back a six-pack of burgers of you. Is this lab-made Ouroboros steak ethical to eat? Experts say yes. Because of course they do. There's that word. There's that word again, you guys. There's that word again, you guys. Experts. The word of the year is experts. Everything is being handled by experts now. If you don't know if you don't know how to do it, you're not an expert. You didn't you didn't go to school for that. Do you have a degree? Do you have a degree in that? In um eth- ethics of eating, you know, ethics of cannibalism? You don't have a degree in that. You can't comment on that. I want to know more on these three people. This Ouroboros steak. Uh the idea is the brainchild of Andrew Pelling, Grace mm-hmm. Knight, and Orkin Tellon. I wanna know more about those three people. Orkin Tellon? Yeah. T Orkan, a O R K A N T E L H A N. Hmm. Now, cell based slash cultivated slash lab grown in vitro clean meat has been scam- screaming to the peak of the alt meat market. Wow, the alt meat. Its creation was quick, monumental, and well documented. And it's not impossible to understand why you're not destroying an animal practically, and apparently, it's far safer for the climate. According to a Metro report, the Ouroboros steak is allegedly named after the Egyptian symbol of a snake swallowing its own tail. Right. Yeah, we know. We know, guys. It's it's alchemy. <laughs> hmm. Alchemy involved human blood, sacrifices, and immortality. So, 
Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to look so at the, I'm looking at the um the backgrounds of these people. None of them none of them fit the uh, the description. So here's here's how it actually works. The Orvor steak may be grown from the cells within your cheeks that are scraped, but the ones uh ones on display are created from tissues purchased from the American tissue culture stock, where apparently you can just purchase people's cheek tissue. And fed with a serum from old donated blood growing without needing FBS. FBS is a, I guess, an in vitro way of cultivating cultivating meat in a lab. Okay. It's yeah. Like IVF. So, yeah. You know what's funny to me? Like the same people who are pushing this are the people who are doing like the green burgers and stuff that don't want you to kill like, you know, Bessie out there in your field who's been eating grass for three years, all happy. Right. <laughs> right. Knocking over lamps and burning down entire cities. That's different. So they're talking about whether or not it's cannibalism, and they go lab-grown meat mainly relies on the fetal bovine serum coming from animal cell cultures. Though there have been companies that have claimed to be able to find alternatives, FBS is actually made out of the calf fetus blood that is extracted after the pregnant cows are slaughtered. Hmm. So. Well, who are you saving by eating your lab-grown meat? Right, right. So you're still consuming animal parts. So this isn't a. Uh, this definitely isn't a vegan thing. This no, is not about this is definitely not. Animals. This is definitely not a vegan thing at all because this is real meat. I'm well, air quotes real, but it's but it it's, is coming from animals and humans. Right. It, it's actually not vegan. It's not plant based. So vegans BTFO. But who is this? Yeah, this is like some sort of weird ethical cannibalism sort of a thing. Yeah, this is what they're saying. Growing yourself ensures that you and your loved ones always know the origin of your food, how it has been raised, and that its cells were acquired ethically and consensually. So if you eat anything that's made up of your own body and dried human food, is it cannibalism? Many would believe so, but it's not, obviously. Grace Knight, an architectural designer who helped with the project, said the project is legally not cannibalism. Expired human blood is healthier and more economical than FBS drugs, but less tolerated as it is known in the medical system to be waste material. Mm. Legally, blood, blood is waste material. Just going to bag that up and get rid of it for you. Yeah, and you know, just put it on the uh, what is it? The human tissue stock. Mm-hmm. What's the? What do you guys think about that whole deal about the um, donating blood and it doesn't actually go anywhere except to vampires? I could see it. I mean, I didn't want to give. I didn't ever want to give blood for that reason. I was like, how many blood I drives? How, how blood? many blood drives happen every day? Right. Yeah, a local local library. Right. Uh, they shut down one of the rooms there, and they use it as like COVID triage of blood donations. Right, and every day there's people donating blood. How many yeah, vampires kinda, do you think there really are? Well, it's like I mean, isn't, abortion is just like the modern method of sacrificing your children. So why wouldn't a blood bank be? The same thing. Yeah, harvesting. Yeah, it's just harvesting. I mean, like, the Blade movies were not, you know, necessarily all fiction. And I'm sure there is a club somewhere where the entire dance floor is bathing in blood. Hopefully it's electrified. Electrified floors. That's right. Yes. Um, No, but it's kind of, the way I kind of saw it was actually kind of like the Satan tube argument. Like, (laughs) you're telling me I get in this tube go up in the air and i come down somewhere else you're right like, i'm sitting there you're taking my blood 
You're putting it in a bag and you're telling me that it's going to go to some sick kid. Yeah, no, I don't buy it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. These are the same. This is the same Red Cross that that is telling me that uh, 200,000 Jews died from typhus, but is also saying the Holocaust happened. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Which which one is it there? Which one is it there, Red Cross? Yeah. So honestly, I I would not be surprised in the slightest. And I really do think that the blood goes towards more sinister things. I would rather believe that oh, it yeah. goes towards keeping these Hollywood celebrity trainees and political elites satisfied. The blood. Blood for the blood god. No, I don't know. I don't I don't know what happens to it. I know that there is a lot more blood drawn than would seem to be needed for um hospital use, I think. Well, is, I mean, I, mean last, I don't I don't know. Year. I don't you know what? I don't know that that's true either. I mean, there might be a huge need for blood and like I'm just like, you know, denigrating the whole and like you know, maybe the Red Cross is doing something positive and helpful. No, they don't. Just no, no, they don't. None of this, none of the yeah, stuff I mean, that last, says they're good is good. What? Last year, I had to sit through, uh, sit through presentations and and selling, um, well, presentation after presentation that was saying that yeah, there is a gigantic need for blood. There's apparently a shortage across the entire world. And like, how? I see people every single day going and giving blood. Right. But now we have the Red Cross who is fully am- admitted that they have to test vaccinated folks. Oh, yeah. Nice to you. Yes. Um, where is that? Do we have that series of tweets? That was awesome. That is somewhere in here. Here it is. Yeah, it's in our content thing. Just, uh, just scroll back to the, the 24th. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, Jennifer Say. And of course, she is blue checked on Twitter. Because of um, yeah, my husband gave blood today. They only test the unvaxxed for antibodies, and if they have them, they use their blood as treatment for those at risk of adverse outcomes. Why can't they use blood of vaxxed who also had COVID? Real question for MDs: What's wrong with vaxxed blood? Now, the, now the American Red Cross brought out the full-on uh, mental gymnastics squad, the Olympic mental gymnastics squad. And we're going to get the most convoluted answer ever. Okay, and go. Hi, Jennifer. This is untrue. We're testing all blood product donations for COVID-19 antibodies. Plasma from donations that meet FDA criteria for convalescent plasma may be used to treat immuno, oh, immunocompromised patients with COVID-19. While updated FDA guidance allows donations from those who received a COVID-19 vaccine to be processed into convalescent plasma, it would require complex Red Cross system updates and delay our ability to meet immediate needs of immunocompromised patients with the virus. We continue to evaluate the feasibility and timeline to implement the necessary changes alongside evolving hospital needs. We're committed to building a, hel- uh, a readily available supply of convalescent plasma to ensure patients with COVID-19 have all treatment options available. Yeah. They could have just said, we don't take Vax blood. Yeah. They, they literally said it in the second tweet. It, was, it would require complex system updates and delay their ability to meet immediate right. needs. That's the because most... They have- convoluted and danced around that was like a like a like a floor exercise of the mental gymnastics dude yeah they danced around the actual answer being 
we won't take Vax blood. There you go. Vax Tards BTFO. But don't worry, Klaus Schwab and all these people, they're just weirdos. Mm. Yeah. Just all the things that they say that they want to have done are, are being done. Even, I mean, even the Ukraine-Russia uh, thing, especially the Ukraine-Russia thing, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> It's causing massive wheat shortages and there's going to be, there's going to be all kinds of planting delays and, um, you know, Ukraine supplies what, like a third of Europe with wheat and then Russia supplies half, like half the world with wheat. And now everybody's going to put sanctions on Russia. The whole thing is, the whole thing is bringing about all of the stuff that's in, you know, the world economic forums, um, uh, all their papers, you know, in their books, yeah, and, the books they write, you know, and we just saw today, apparently Russia stole like a million metric tons of grain from the Ukraine. Oh, that's like that meme, you know, um, you know, like the pats the roof of the car. This baby can fit so much blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Russian pats the grain silo. Yeah. This grain silo can fit so much grain, but we won't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we see, I mean, that, that sig, uh, segues into uh, something else that I know people have mm. been seeing. We've been seeing it all over throughout all of the COVID pandemic stuff because we were told the COVID pandemic was the cause. Now we're being told that Russia is the cause uh, right. from President Silver Alert. Chronic shortages of a few items now will evolve into chronic shortages of hundreds of products later in 2022. This comes from uh, Zero Hedge. Oh, I love Zero Hedge. Uh, where's that one? And this was actually reposted. This was uh, Michael Snyder over at themostimportantnews.com. Oh, oh boy. Well, what what kind of product can I not get? Marvel things? Toilet Funko? paper? Funko Pops? What? I don't know. Frozen, frozen Beyond Meat burgers? Well, no, you can get those. Right. Those those beyond meat sections, I'm seeing them now that I'm I'm back home and and looking around all the grocery stores. I see it every time the section gets bigger and bigger. Okay, so the problem is a lot of the problem is there's a shortage of aluminum and there's a shortage of factory workers. And also there's not uh because of the bird issues, they're they're running into chicken sourcing issues. So we're having issues with pet food. Okay. Canned pet food has been has been extremely short recently, as of late. Um, Baby formula. Yep. Chlorine shortage, right? A chlorine shortage, which means that uh, bleaches, cleaning products, pool stuff. I mean, you know, these are a lot of these are luxury items, but yeah, like you just said, uh, Reinhardt, the baby formula shortage. Hmm. Um, which. I mean, it says here, uh, if record high food prices weren't enough, the Russia-Ukraine conflict has choked off the world of sunflower oil supply. Worse than the largest supermarket in the UK to begin rationing. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world if sunflower oil goes away. Right. Seed oils are poison. No, I mean, seed oils are terrible for you. I mean, you know, that's actually not a bad thing. But it, it just... You know, just tells you what's going on with with the food shortages and and why you know, and it's because it's because stuff like the Russia Ukraine conflict, stuff like uh, these explosions and fires, 
you know, planes crashing into what was that? There was that one, the plane, plane explodes on impact in Covington cereal plant crash, leaving no survivors because, of course, there were none. Yeah, that General Mills plant. General mm-hmm. Mills, one of the largest food distributors or food uh, processing companies in the world. Yes. Um, there was the Guangzhou port backup. Grognak, you all right there? I think General Mills is under fire. For what? What is General Mills under fire for? Is he going to fire back? What? I don't know. For the the war. The war on food. Oh. oh I thought you said there was something going on. Oh, something else going on. No, but General... Yeah, there's a plane crash at the General Mills plant. <laughs> Making a joke about General... <laughs> oh, General. General Mills. Got you. General. Oh, get see. it? General Mills. Yeah. I, 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 uh-huh. I, I, yeah, but I'm just... Um, but... There's there was something else about grain. Speaking of grain, yes, Feds target cereals as a major emitter. So not only are they uh, blowing up grain production uh, facilities, but in Canada, the uh, AG, the agriculture, I guess, the agriculture minister, says cutting such emissions is critical. Because the federal government wants to reduce fertilizer-related emissions by 30% by 2030. So, um, in a discussion document released in March on reducing emissions from fertilizer applied to cropland, Ag Canada says that Canadian cereal growers produce more nitrous oxide gas than farmers in Europe, Australia, Ukraine, and the United States. So, they want to cut down on their fertilizer usage by 30% by, guess when? 2030. Of course. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that a lot too, is the fertilizer usage being slashed. I mean, this is this yeah. is not just in Canada. Nope. Um, Russia, Ukraine, the United States, um Brazil. All, Brazil. Yep. All over. Uh, they're having issues getting fertilizer. If you don't have fertilizer, you're you can grow, but you won't grow as much. Right. And all these places are wanting to cut down by twenty, twenty five, thirty percent in the next decade. By twenty thirty. I twenty thirty. Hmm. It's almost like they have an agenda to get things done by twenty thirty. Think that would be weird. I don't know. I I don't see that. I don't think that there's an agenda. I think that these are just these are just happenings. You know, I think, th- I think it's. What do you think? Is it just is it just diversity workers just messing up? I think. Yeah. I think the problem is that they hire too many diversity workers, and um, that's why the plane crashed. You think black, diversity black workers are knocking over a uh, knocking over a lantern and just killing yeah, 300,000 chickens? It's because Jamal forgot to set something properly on the plane and it took a hard right and crashed into the cereal tower. And apparently, again, so, apparently uh, corn moisture is the new jet fuel. You know, jet fuel can't melt steel beams, but corn moisture apparently can can. make explosions wet corn dust wet corn dust oof doesn't sound comfortable wet corn dust melts steel beams show Mm -hmm. title right there Mm -mm. nope um so there is the avian flu which is going on there's uh which is spreading all throughout canada now um half a million birds as of this was April twenty first, so last week, um, 
It's a highly contagious strain of this bird flu is being blamed on migrating wildfowl. And it is, again, migrating to humans. So Interesting. <laughs> that comes about two months almost to the day since we were told by one of these fake players that thinks they have power, one of these just no, one of these non-effectual boogeymen hmm. was told uh, told the world that even though COVID risks have dramatically reduced, there's another pandemic coming. What? It yeah, wouldn't, it, it wouldn't it, it wouldn't have been um, some some nobody that has no power whatsoever, no ability to do anything, and some nobody named Bill Gates was it? Yes. Oh my God. Yes, the pregnant man himself. The pregnant man. I love that. Um, yeah, he he said that. He said there's another pandemic coming. It'll be a different yeah. pathogen next time, he said. Yeah. Yeah, he said the worst effects of COVID have faded as huge swaths of the global, global population have gained some level of immunity. Severity has also waned with the latest Omicron variant. Wow, that dates this. Well, this um, was the chance. This was only this is this is a February article, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, "quote The chance of severe disease, which is mainly associated with being elderly and having obesity or diabetes, those risks are now dramatically reduced because of that infection infection exposure." Mm. Yeah. Well, we don't have to worry because, um, well, he said it was too late to reach the World Health Organization's goal of 70% of the world's population to be vaccinated by mid-2022. Currently, it's only at like 62%. Uh, has no, it was about two months ago, so I would say it's probably a couple percentages higher. Sure. Um, he said, but next time we should no, try and make not. it, instead of two years, we should make it more like six months. Adding that standardized platforms, including messenger RNA, mRNA technology, would make that possible. The cost of being ready for the next pandemic is not that large. It's not like climate change. If we're rational, yes, the next time we'll catch it early. Yeah, don't forget everything that mentions Omicron isn't completely outdated because if you're following the COVID metaverse, all of these variants are still out there and they can all get you. Mm. You can have two COVIDs at once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could have a, a mix. You could have, yeah, you could be like Pokemon and have a handful of COVIDs. Like, yeah, your your Coke bottle that you just threw in the trash could have all three, could have three variants attached to it. Your dog. You can get your dog. the Pi variant from your dog. The pi, Yes, you could get Delta Pi Omicron. It sounds own. like a really crappy fake sorority. Right. I mean, this is terrible, the fact that they're doing this. And of course, and of course, don't forget, COVID is not over in China. They're doing it and doing it large over there. If if the internet is anything to be believed. Um in Shanghai, now they're gonna they're gonna test the entire population of Shanghai. <laughs> yeah, and they were they were keeping everybody indoors for uh, weeks. You're not allowed to leave for any reason whatsoever for weeks. We've seen the videos of the people crying, the guy breaking down, having a, having, you know, it's always guys that are doing the breakdowns, right? You know, show how feminized the men are. Um, but also, uh, are these videos even real? We've, we've already, you know, we didn't get tricked, but people got tricked with the original Chinese COVID videos. Um, 
where people were literally just falling down in the streets. Uh, we, we won't be fooled. We weren't fooled the first time, but there's videos, you know, there's those videos. Are those videos real? Well, we've heard from a few people who are expats in China, or at least claim to be expats in China, providing videos themselves. Um, I know Skull has posted a couple and the lockdown itself is very real. And the quote threat of force is very real. But other than that, you don't really see these basically Chinese stormtroopers doing anything. You don't see videos or pictures of them shooting anybody or beating anybody up, really. They're all just kind of walking around looking threatening. So, and then wasn't there wasn't there a time when people actually like broke out of their apartments and essentially just stormed the streets in Shanghai? Yeah, there was a, the we're not going to take it moment. Yeah, so I I don't know. I think something is definitely happening, but uh, I think all they really have to do is show like the threat of force and make sure that they get a lot of good pictures of these guys with guns in their white suits. Right. And did you see there was a um a picture and a guy was like such and such you know NGO or whatever, you know, said they were going to uh bring in x amount of food to help us out and whatever. And the picture, there's a, there's a picture right there on their website. And like, yeah, it's photo. The chicken is photoshopped in. Like the delivery of food was just a photoshopped picture. It looks like a meme you'd make for 4chan. Yeah, you saw that, right? Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, if that if any of that is true, then these people are being treated like subhumans by their own government. You know, they're being yeah, treated. Which- they're being treated like, like uh, war criminals, you know, like prisoners of war in their own country. Well, I mean, we all know that the Han Chinese are essentially automatons, anyway. Well, yeah, and that's that's the thing. That's the caveat is you're like, well, it's China. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and that's that's what a lot of quote our guys will bring up a lot of times too is they they just don't care about things that are happening in other countries that these elites are doing because, well, they're not white. I don't care. Right. But at the same time, you got to understand that like these countries are testing grounds for stuff like China was the testing ground for all the facial recognition software. I said this a very long time ago that the Chinese haven't, you know, they've been wearing masks because of, you know, the flu and whatever for God knows how long, right? Generations. You know, every time you see a Chinese person in, in, in uh, San Francisco, not every time, but before all this, you'd see Asians running around in, uh, in the cities out West with, with masks on all the time, you know? Right. They're always worried well, about that. So, so when they did the facial recognition software, you've got a population that's like 98.9% identical, uh, you know, genetically. So they're going to look like 98.8% identical. And all you're getting is from a lot of them is just the, you know, from mask to your, to your, uh, hairline. Right. And then, then that's how they perfected it. Boom. You have, you know, an extremely hard set of, um, inputs to work with. And, you know, here, that's why when, when people were like, oh, man, I love wearing my mask in the store. I mean, nobody knows what I'm, you know, who I am, whatever. And yes, they do. The facial recognition software is made to recognize you by that. Strip and they, showca- they the showcased eyes. it to the Western world in the Chinese Olympics recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were, there were videos of people. They're like, I'm American. 
all right, I'm not Chinese. I've never lived here. never been here before this. And they recognize my face and it pulls up my driver's license photo. Yep. In China. Like, yeah. How many Chinese people do you think are just a copy of a copy of a copy? Oh, I don't even know. <sighs> There's probably only like four Chinese people. Do you four, think like the showrunners were testing out the uh, the incubators and they just went a little heavy handed on those people printers? Well, yeah. Or what? I also don't believe the number of people in the world number. I don't believe I, that there's I 8 billion. Either. I don't believe there's no. like 4 billion Chinese and 3 billion Indians. Indians. Yeah, I, I do not believe the world population. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I can tell you I, I just don't. I don't believe well, it. You know, we could probably get a good idea of the actual world population if we pull up our uh, listeners, you know, international listener base, take sure. a look. Sure. <laughs> I know there are at least well, we used to be able to do that. You know, show, so. There are some Zambians that like to listen to us. Grognak, we used to be able to do that when we were on Zencast. That was like one cool feature of Zencast was that uh, it give you like your global listens. But then you got to remember global implying. But then you got to yeah. remember that a lot of people use VPNs. So but I like to think that the, there the, we used to always average like two, three, sometimes four in Israel. I like to think that like some of those are like actual Jews just listening, not not gay Jews in Tel Aviv. Yeah, it might be a gay Jew in Tel Aviv that's listening to us. It might not. Might be the Mossad. You know, probably the Mossad. It's probably the Mossad. Forgot Hi, Mossad. to turn on their VPNs, right? Yeah, I forgot to turn on their VPNs for Canada. Right. Lazy, lazy, sloppy job, Mossad. I don't know. They should buy t-shirts. They should. Yeah, everybody should buy t-shirts. You guys should go to dissidentapparel.com slash ally slash paranormies and buy our shirts. We have a lot of shirts there. We have the clown honkler. We have um, or the honkler. Yeah, clown honkler. Well, that's, yep, we got no such thing as coincidences. The no such thing as coincidences. Lovecraft. Lovecraft, the tinfoil, the spoop waffen. Talk about original, yeah. yeah. And the original Flat Earth for Dummies. Hey, yes. Flat Earth for Dummies, which was done by a very good friend of mine who um, hopefully is doing very well. He dropped off the face of the earth and disappeared, but I hope he is doing well. He used to make, he made a lot of artwork for us back in the day. He made this Super Mario Paranormies theme picture. Oh man, season three, yeah, good dude. A while ago, yeah. People come and go in this this whatever dissident uh, group of I don't know where where we're at anymore. Right. Well, (laughs) people come and go, and and you know, a lot of times when they do go, um, what are they doing? They are building a life. They are building a homestead. They are getting out of the beast system. A lot of times they are. Yeah, actually, I've heard. I've heard quite a few good stories about that recently. We can talk about that after, um, but we are coming up on the hour mark. Do we have anything cool to listen to this week? I think we do. Uh, Grognak posted a song just now, actually. Yeah, it's chemtrail based, so I don't know. It's what? Well, chemtrails, seed, seed, cloud seeding, whatever oh. you want to call it. Okay, but it's on Spotify. I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'll have to try and rip it off Spotify. I'll do it again. Yeah. All right. We'll listen to that. And um, well, don't don't forget, chemtrails are fake. Right. That is true. Yep. 
they uh we've been debunked by people in our chat and by uh obviously obviously the number one truther of all time has uh, debunked chemtrails right never mind the fact that uh you know a good friend of mine and and skulls and yours has been in a plane with people that knew about the chemtrails it had the chemtrail tanks in the plane he asked them what are those for he says we put that in the air yeah we seed this in the air so Helps but no the wi-fi they're, signals they're fake well and well the to be fair a lot of the pictures are photoshopped and fake a lot of the ones with the um the patches like the you know the, the squadron patches and whatever those are fake a lot of those. yeah actually all of them i believe are fake yeah, so. but actually being inside a plane, taking pictures of the tanks. Oh no, the told, thing those exist. Yeah, that that stuff exists. You know? I mean, yeah, they don't they don't have a department of geoengineering where they do this kind of stuff where they actually you know like uh, allocate funding from from major defense budgets to do this stuff you know for no reason. So they actually do it. Yes, it happens. Um, the arbiter is incorrect. They are real. Chemtrails are real, uh, but. Do they do the things uh, like, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't everybody die? Like there's that whole theory, you know, well, if they're chemtrailing everybody, aren't they chemtrailing themselves? Like, do you need to see a picture of Angela Merkel, like going up to one and rubbing like one of the canisters in a plane to believe it? What do you need? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I get like, I get, dude, I'm not arguing that, but I'm telling you what people argue. People like to, that's the one that's the big one is don't the elites worry that they're taking in all those stuff too. I mean, Meh. I w- I would think that what they're doing for themselves, they have antidotes and backup plans on backup plans. Yeah, I'm sure they do. And then, like when we hear about Keith Richards getting an entire blood transfusion, you know, more than once having his blood flushed, like you know, much like you do with your radiator on a you know on a '92 Honda Civic. <laughs> right yeah those ain't people except right. this is more like a 1292 on the civic these people have been around for centuries that's why right oh wow this guy looks just like abraham lincoln but he's you no know, that was 700 years ago well mm-hmm. yeah there's that there's also that theory as well too that these things are old and live for a very long time what was the um what was the vampire movie where they drove around in a van with like tinfoil on the windows like uh, the oldest vampire was like a kid and he wanted to take a little girl with him like when they went left and they all burned up because they drove the the van in the daytime do you remember this do you guys remember this vampire movie i don't remember no there's a lot there's a lot of bad yeah. ones it wasn't terrible i mean it was it was actually it was terrible now that i think about it it was pretty terrible anyway all right, let's check out this chem. We wow, little rabbit trail there. All right, we're gonna we're gonna check out this chemtrails song. Don't say chemtrails to a schizo. Right, right. Hey, it's Chief Schizo. Hey. It's Chief Schizo. All right, all right. I got memes to make. We'll be back. I 
tried to have a conversation with a man about radiation, the hazardous biological effects. Very harmful. Yes, I tried to show him all the proofs. His ignorance was through the roof. The most deluded man I'd ever met. Totally programmed. I showed him how the frequencies disorient and kill the bees. I showed him how the birds drop out the sky. There's one. I showed him all the many trees dying as they lose their leaves. And I showed him the antenna right nearby. It's right now. And I showed him all the many places with judges and the legal cases, people fighting this technology. Look at that. And I showed him from my science buddies a thousand scientific studies, but he just laughed. And that's when I could see that no amount of evidence will ever persuade an idiot. No amount of evidence, it seems. No amount of showing you a hundred or a thousand proofs will ever get your blinded eyes to see. Oh, no amount of evidence will ever persuade an idiot. No amount of evidence, it seems. How quickly with your condemnation without real investigation sounds like ignorance to me. I showed him doctors speak of public hearings, protesters on the streets are jeering. They've done their research, they know the facts. Critical thinkers! They've seen all the evidence, they know it's a carcinogen. The WHO will tell you that. It's on the website! I showed him all the scientists that study and study this, and they've all been appalled at what they've found. I'm not surprised! They petitioned the United Nations trying to stop this radiation. They know it's bad and they don't want it around. Listen to science! Technology destroying cells, affecting memory as well. Destroying your immune system, it's true. Look at that! Interfering frequencies are a threat to the health of humanity. Just research a little and you'll find proof. You've got the internet! This new level of radiation of wireless communication has had no safety tests and that's the truth. Look it up! Yes, I told him to remember that because that's another damning fact. Will you listen? When it comes to a street near you, no amount of evidence will ever persuade an idiot. No amount of evidence, it seems. No amount of showing you a hundred or a thousand proofs will ever get your blinded eyes to see. Oh, no amount of evidence will ever persuade an idiot. No amount of evidence, it seems. How quickly with your condemnation without real investigation sounds like ignorance to me. Well, how about this observation? You know this new fifth generation is using millimeter frequencies. Very tiny. And according to the military guys, these sound waves can be weaponized. But you think it's conspiracy theory. This is frustrating. Then let me share this information. The military uses this radiation as a weapon to defuse an angry crowd. Look at that. They blast out 95 gigahertz. It fries the people and they disperse. He looked at me and then he laughed out. Loud. This is painful! And you're gonna need a funeral hearse when you get to 60 gigahertz, cause that will really take your breath away. Quite literally! Absorbing oxygen molecules and they install this stuff near schools. Come on kids, let's go outside and play! No amount of evidence will ever persuade an idiot. No amount of evidence, it seems. No amount of showing you a hundred or a thousand proofs will ever get your blinded eyes to see. 
are now warning their governments about the emerging health problems associated with wireless radiation. The most prevalent symptoms include headache, fatigue, decreased ability to concentrate, tinnitus, irritability, and insomnia. Impacts on the heart and the nervous system are also of great concern. We predict that the number of people who develop the symptoms I just mentioned will rise in the places where 5G is first installed. Dr. Magda Havis is internationally recognized for her research on the biological effects of electromagnetic pollution. At lower frequency, scientists are predicting damage to eyes, loss of insect populations which are already declining, antibiotic resistance and bacteria, and physiological effects on the nervous system and on the immune system. Radiation from radio frequencies is classed in the same category of carcinogens as lead. One advisor to the World Health Organization said there's enough evidence that if they were to re-evaluate radio frequency radiation, it would be placed in class one, i.e. a human carcinogen. All right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny Monoxide with Reinhardt and Grognak. Um, we're, you know, talking about real depressing stuff like food shortages, um, coming food shortages, you know, famines, most likely with what's going on in a lot of countries. Um, a lot of a lot of calling of the useless eater. You know, these are things that these are things that were not just predicted, but written about at great length by a lot of these people with no power. Like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and None whatsoever. These people are just spurgs. Fauci, yeah. Fauci who flip flopped. Did we do this on Tuesday that he flip flopped back to uh COVID is not over? Yes. Yeah, okay. We did talk about that. Okay. I couldn't remember. Um, They're gonna write the prequel soon. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh there's another wave of COVID in California right now. So you know, the lockdown state, big lockdown, everybody's vaccinated. You you know, you even gotta get vaccinated to get weed. Well, that was where the those were the that commercial came with that black dude, remember? That's right. I love that commercial. The guy's name was Richard Johnson. Big Dick Johnson. I like I don't like you know what I mean? <laughs> yep, big Richie. Yeah. Big Dick Johnson. Big Dick Johnson. If they if they didn't call him, I mean like seriously, if that wasn't like his street hustle name. Amir Locke. Amir Locke, yeah. Amir Locke could have saved everybody. Good lord. Um, 
But yeah, so apparently in California, they're uh, they're having another COVID wave. Hmm. I, I at this point, man, I, who cares? No, I know. I'm just. It's you know. It's just the whole COVID's over, gang. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like who who cares? It's never going away. Right. It's it never going away. The tyranny is never going away. The stuff, all the stuff is the annoying things about it. The things that yeah, have in, 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 intruded into your life in so many different ways now. That's probably the biggest thing is the tyranny is never going away. Like, I don't understand how even for a second you could have believed that it was. I, I don't, it's, it's mental conditioning. It's programming. It's whatever you want to call it. It's straight up lying to your listeners, fans, you know, whoever you're talking to on Twitter or Telegram. It, I don't know. It's not going away. And we see this as proof. <laughs> yeah. um, what we've been talking about tonight. Every aspect you cannot buy or sell. You can't even grow your own food anymore. You can't buy food for decent prices anymore. Um, you can't find certain things anymore. There, uh, certain brands are gone. You go to different stores at different times. Aldi uh, is on uh, is empty regularly, and when they are stocked, it's like, oh wow, a whole aisle of beans. You right. Know, it's like kid, you know, like five sections of kidney beans, and then that's it's like broth. Well, uh, and now yeah. you've got. Uh, even phone apps for social credit systems, you know, it's oh. happening in Italy. Oh yeah, though that's the food shortages aren't the only part of these agendas twenty one and thirty that are coming along from the World Economic Forum. Uh, the social credit score system um, it is, it, it, I mean, it's, it's happening in China. It happens in China, but. Um, What's this one? Rabobank. Yes. Rabobank is not only going to do social credit, but it's going to, well, it's going to do this via like tracking your carbon emissions. And they're a bank. They're a bank. So they're talking, that's, that's the big thing is emissions. We were talking about in the first hour, um, uh, fertilizer emissions, right? They wanted to to lower fertilizer emissions by 20 to 30% across the board over the next 10 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, this one, it's CO2 emissions because climate change is still, it's still a looming threat. Right. Climate change. Climate change. We need to become more, we need to become more CO2 neutral. Is it, is it 2050 now that they're, they're talking about being CO2 neutral everywhere? I thought it was 2030. Because they keep pushing. What's that? I thought it was 2030. That's the whole big agenda, 2030. I mean, it's been 2030, but I keep seeing 2050 pushed as well. For specifically for like climate change related stuff mm. like this. Okay, I, I don't I don't know, so I'm gonna defer to you being correct here. So all right, I will I will works for me. <laughs> I don't know. The point is, they're doing it and they're melding it now with the uh, COVID COVID tyranny, mm. with social credit systems, which, like you said, Johnny, has been implemented in China for uh, many years now. Right. And people love it. Well, people in China, if they, this is a hundred year cycle. The uh, Great Depression started a hundred years ago. If we're looking at 2030 as a big target date, yeah, 1930. Yeah, when was the when was the Great Depression? October 20, 1929. 1929. There you go. Black Monday. Yep. 
Hmm. Hmm. Um, and yeah, you're right, Johnny. People are clamoring for this. They love it. People in Italy, they're able to get you know coupons. They can get free stuff. They get their gifts for being vaccinated. Right. They they do. They get all their free stuff that are you know like freedoms, even like uh, the ability to you know maybe go outside during lockdowns. Yeah, it says it says right here just from a uh, release, part of the press release on it. Um, this application, already operating in Rome, gives reward points to citizens who have, quote, good behavior. The so-called smart citizen wallet system will reward people with points for things like recycling, using public transportation, managing energy well, and anything else that the state deems worthy of rewards. Hmm. Those who use the application and have what they call, quote, virtuous behaviors will be rewarded with gifts such as discounts on purchases and services, cultural activities free of charge, which are then redeemed for the points obtained. Oh, and the go. application is, of course, voluntary. Right. Of right. course, it's voluntary. But people, what, they, what they've said is people will want to use it. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it in Sweden. The Sweden government has proposed a modern public reward system. So this is a great way to express appreciation and gratitude to people who in one way or another have carried out in an extraordinary effort that is of great importance to society, says Minister of Justice and Migration Morgan Johansson. There you go. There's social credit. Just, you know, these things just coming along. You know, just coming along the uh, the agenda twenty one, the agenda twenty thirty agendas, which come from the World Economic Forum. Wonder how many points, how many uh, points you get, or discounts you get for eating yourself or turning in your unvaxxed family members. Man, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Can you declare social credit bankruptcy? You're, I'm sure somebody like me already has a social credit score of like 240. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so what? So what do you do? You have to change your name or change I, your? I don't know. Something. I, do you I have to minority know. report this and like change your eyes? You got to change I, your race, like Michael Jackson. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean. <laughs> All of this, so you have the social credit system, you have this uh, targeted destruction of food processing, food storage, a manufactured food crisis. Um, you've got more COVID variants possibly coming. You now have this uh, H5N1 bird flu that's you know rearing its head. Yep. Um, you've got the Russia-Ukraine war, which is, of course, you'll probably get rewarded for supporting Ukraine. Um melding into that grain crisis, the fertilizer crisis now, all of these things happening at the same time. Just and coincidences, Reinhardt. Just coincidences. These things right. are all coincidences on this main stage of the world, all happening all at the same time, just coincidentally. The amount of fires that have happened, you know, the amount of um, explosions. I was incorrect. I thought we were done when we talked about the plane crashing into the General Mills thing, the second plane crashed into an Ohio potato and food processing plant. When was that? A couple weeks ago, April 14th. Oh, my God. A plane crashed into an Ohio, Ohio potato and food processing plant, killing the pilot, police said. 
It hit Gem State Processing in Hayburn in East Idaho at about 8.30 in the morning, April 13th. Pilot was the only person that died. None of the employees at the processing plant were injured. Man. Okay, so... Guys, you won't... So this is breaking news. There is a peanut shelling company in England that basically set aside all the workers to try to find uh, some kind of ticket in chocolate bars. So there's going to be a peanut shortage. So there's going to be a peanut (laughs) shortage for a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory style ticket thing? Yeah, it's a, it's a, I'm joking. But. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right, I was like, <laughs> come on, guys. Say Char- Charlie and the Social Credit System. <laughs> yeah. There's a show title. Jeez. There you go. The, um, so this, yeah, two planes. This one wasn't as bad as the one, but still, it crashed into a food processing facility. And you know, all of this happening together, and do people really not believe? Well, okay, this is not a question. This is rhetorical before somebody tries to BTFO me later. Do they really not think that these governments, these uh, Israel-worshipping, all-Jewish B-system governments are not going to immediately take hold, that they have any – that they aren't the ones putting these social credit systems into uh, into use in the first place? How would they not go that extra mile to something legitimately like turning in your unvaxxed family members. Yeah. I mean, they're going to use these credit systems as they get more and more popular. Um, they're going to use these to implement absolutely tyrannical ideals that people are, they're going to clamor for. They're going to love them. It's all voluntary. Of course, you just can't do anything if you don't have it. No, it's, it's exactly what's going on here. Um, getting vaxxed will give you good boy points and then changing out your organs for, uh, for cybernetics will get you good boy points. Oh yeah. All of this stuff. If you get the chip in your hand, it'll, it'll directly add good boy points to your middle finger. Well, that'll get you, that's how you're going to be able to get your good boy points is on your, your scannable implant in your hand or your forehead. I don't know. It'll give you access to Uber Eats. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you'll be, uh, be able to DoorDash. order Uber Eats from your dreams. Right. Oh yeah. You can, you can uh, project from your thoughts via your brain implant, that Neuralink implant. Right. Guy who wants uh, to chip Uber everybody. I had in mind. Guy who wants to chip everybody. By the way, speaking of, speaking of loan scum, this guy who wants to chip the entire, you know, world, right. Um, the guy who just bought Twitter wants to make everybody no longer anonymous also is very fond of the COVID vaccine. He loves it. This guy's all over the place. He's not all over the place though. No, I know. He is in one spot. Right. I know that I know you were, you're joking. You were doing a bit, but he's, he's in one spot. Twitter has never changed hands from one side to another. He's not some loose cannon, some bad boy. 
he is a script player just like anyone else. Oh, yeah. His, you know, meticulously manicured Twitter account. The perfect tweets, is, you know, the perfect so-called so does that, meticulously manicured Adam's apple. <laughs> does that new citizen of Syria named Sophia, the android, does she like not get a blue check then? It's not fair. I don't think, yeah, I don't think she does. Well, I don't think Elon's going to let her because, you know, Elon's going to say something totally based. You'll never be a real woman. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to what J.K. Rowling has to say about Sophia. What's that? What J.K. Rowling has to say about Sophia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a very good question. The The transhuman Funko Pop Harry Potter worshiper cult. She's yeah, those people. Oh my god! So the, the sheer layers of idolatry and worship among these people mm-hmm. is insane. And they, once again, just like the Italian social credit app, it is totally voluntary. But people will want it. They already do. Definitely, everybody wants to get the new coolest thing. I mean, they don't want to be left behind. They don't want to be left out. Well, they want to be rewarded, right? They want to be rewarded for for their good deeds. This is a a world that worships the appearance of virtue, right? Yes. They want to be rewarded because they are sick and tired of unvaxxed murderers walking around, uh, still having jobs, still getting paid, being rewarded for their terrorism, their eco-terrorism. <laughs> so if they can be rewarded for their good boy, their good boy actions and the unvaxxed can be finally punished, man, they will, they will do literally anything for it. This is true. And they will, they will. So what can we do in the meantime? Well, this is, well, this is going on. Well, I don't know. Um, Chocolate dipped crickets. Chocolate dipped crickets. Oh yeah! Don't forget that. Don't forget that you will eat the bugs. Yeah. The Chinese have been doing it for decades. Right. Right. I mean, it's true. You know, you can go over there and get get bugs. I mean, that's some delicacies, I guess, over there, like scorpion on a stick and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, the UN predicts that by 2050, if current trends continue, the world's population will reach 9.8 billion. Hmm. As a result, global demand for Are you enjoying your maggots, Johnny? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so if you, if you eat bugs as an alternative to real meat, to uh, uh, animal protein, then you know, you're, going to, you're going to help save people from hunger. Yeah. If you're white, especially. By eating, by eating the bugs. Yes. You know, I have bearded dragons. I have to buy them crickets. They're not cheap. No. You don't raise your own? I don't know how no. to do that. They, they smell. They're they gross. Do. Yeah, crickets are nasty. That's one of the reasons why I, don't, I never wanted uh, certain reptiles. The stuff they eat smells fig- bad. I figure better, better friend than foe, Johnny. What? Being friends with the reptiles. Oh, I, yeah. I had snakes and stuff when I was Keeps in the drones away. <laughs> I had, I used to have, uh, I had a couple of pythons growing up. 
and I had a pair of Jackson's chameleons. They were awesome. Well, hopefully I don't have to eat the poor bastards one day. No, I don't think you I don't think you can. Uh lizard isn't very good. Bearded dragon, I don't think there's much there's a lot of meat on those things, right? Yeah, not not a whole lot. I mean, some of those lizards they carry as many calories as like an orange. I remember seeing something where they ate uh they were eating or the goannas or whatever they're called in Australia. Mm-hmm. And there's like nothing to them. It's gross though. So is the what's the grossest thing you got you guys have eaten? I mean I mean I ate like a whole bunch of goldfish for money when I was in high school once. Goldfish. I'm like, talking about like depression. Like, it's gonna be the Great Depression. Oh, what's like the Great Depression? Like what's the Yeah, not like jackass stuff. Like no. what's the brokest thing <laughs> I've ever eaten? Oof. Well, that's that's different too. That's like that's like a hand sandwich. That's like a piece of bologna. I don't know. So what you're like, know. I'm talking I... hardship. What's the what's what's the what's the most gruesome hardship food you've ever had to eat? Come on. Oh, myself. Like, I mean, I have, well, dude. I'm like American. Four day old pizza. I'm American. We don't have that problem yet. You know. We will. We will. We it's will. coming. Then, it's yeah. coming. But no, nobody has that problem yet. You know. Where where like it's like penicillin on your pizza, <laughs> that'll kill me. Oh you, yeah, you're allergic to penicillin, huh? Yeah, I'm like part of the less than one percent. Ah, thanks, Jews. Because I'm just gonna go ahead and blame you, just in case. Because <laughs> I assume you y'all did something to me in the hospital. <laughs> something. They did something. But I don't know what it was, but it was something. <laughs> Actually, no. Penicillin was invented by Louis Pasteur, wasn't it? I don't remember. Wait, who, uh, who invented uh, the pasteurization process? Was I don't think right. penicillin itself was. No, hang on. No, Alexander Fleming. That's who it was. Okay. Okay. Well, still, I don't know. Penicillin he invented. Became, he like, discovered the, it. The cure all. He discovered it. He didn't invent it. Yes, he discovered it. Yeah. Or he discovered its medicinal usage, or whatever. Yeah, so maybe it saved me from being injected with what became the cure-all. Sure, yeah. Instead of radium. Yeah, penicillin, yeah. I don't know. Anyways. I did um, get that. I got that peanut butter shot in butt cheek when I was in when I went through boot camp. Oh, uh, see, I, I just had to take pills, and I didn't even take the pills. Yeah, <sighs> you got the... I should have lied and said I was allergic. I didn't know. I didn't know about that. Everybody was walking around rubbing their ass afterwards. I'm just like, oh yeah, dude, it was bad. It was bad. Some of us so reacted. Did you, guys, did you since you you mentioned uh, Louis Pasteur? Did you know he actually did say, like on his deathbed, the microbe is nothing, the terrain is everything. Did we talk about that before on the show? Well, we did a germ theory episode last season, yeah. and there is no evidence that he did so. That he said that. Yeah, there there is no actual evidence that he said it. No, it's just anecdotal. Yeah, it's kind of like the Charles Darwin renouncing the theory of evolution and accepting God on, on his, his deathbed. deathbed. Yeah, that didn't. I don't believe that happened. I do I believe. Happened. I do believe that Einstein said that without the ether, all the stuff that he did is impossible. That's yeah, like documented. He was a liar and a fraud anyway. Well, that's like documented anyways, yeah. But yeah. don't forget the ether. So yeah, if if that well, that's like a double re- Jew reverse right there, right? If Einstein says that the ether is real, 
That must mean it's not. That's why everything that he womp put womp. out is a theory. Uh-huh. No, it, but, but but then again, when like they're talking Jewish about themselves, when they're talking about themselves and they're talking about what they owe their power and their knowledge to, they typically are bragging. Right, but what Einstein said about the ether wasn't really bragging. No, I th- I think if it's true, then it was an admittance of like, this is this is you know where the knowledge comes from. Right. Well, hey, dude, don't don't forget, none of the ether stuff is true. It's just electricity that comes from water. That's right. Yes, Mister, you are a known. No, no, is one eighty. No, no, well, no, no. Oh, was that arbiter of truth? Yeah, because all the everything ah. being next to water and water making the electricity. I mean, sure, but why can't? Why do the two have to be mutually exclusive? Or why can't? Or why can't, why can't they be two different things? I don't know. Ask him. I have no idea. I don't ever want to talk to him. No, I he's actually. I was. I was banned a long time ago. Yeah, we were all banned. When he he said he he mentioned uh, somebody's Avi had a black son, and he called us all Jesuits and banned us. Funny. He called us Jesuits, dude. I mean, I I get called that and worse all you, week long. You get called the Jesuit, Jesuit Gnostic. Uh, uh, I was called a Catholic the other day for some reason. I, uh, I don't don't know how that even worked, but hey, whatever. I don't know. People don't know. argue about religion too much. Yeah. Um, Isms. Mm-hmm. So with all of this, with all this black pilling, do we want to get back to some maybe white pilling? Well, as far as white white pilling goes, um, you guys got you have to have to dissociate yourself from the city. You have to. That is a must. I don't know how. I don't know how much more I can say. That is the most important thing. Is getting out. If you're stuck in a city, oof, I I feel bad for you. Yeah, I think that's the first step. Yeah, you're going to become someone else's food in the city. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. And it's it's hard because even rural areas are becoming incredibly expensive. You know, my wife and I mm-hmm. are, are having to look several hours east of here just to get you know, decent prices. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's because the mass migration from California to... Yeah the East Texas because of Austin and Tesla and Tennessee and Ohio and Florida, Florida and uh, Georgia because of the, uh, the home prices. Yeah. And Tennessee, Texas and Florida because there are no state income tax that as well. Um, but the good thing is you can find places. I mean, the, you, know, you are going to have to get out of your comfort zone. Let's say you grew up in a, in a city or at least in the suburbs of mm-hmm. the city right there. You're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to be okay with making an hour-long trek to you know, a larger area to go and get things. Right. An hour is kind of far, but yeah. Yeah, 30 minutes to an hour. I don't know. I, I spent the last uh, two years having to drive an hour just to find a Costco. Yeah, like if I want to go to Costco, I got to drive hour and a half. Yeah, but there's a Sam's 30 minutes away. There's like, you know, cheap Costco. Yeah, 
know, it's- unfortunately, which is that is still part of the beast system. You know, as long as you need supplies and that kind of stuff, I mean, you're always going to need to go, you know, to a store to purchase things. You know, yes, because while they while they are manufacturing a food crisis, they're also manufacturing other resource crises, like lumber. Yes. Oh man, the lumber crisis of the middle of COVID was hilarious because you were up by where a bunch of those um, those lumber yards were, and there were just truckloads of lumber just sitting there. Yeah, I'm I'm not even kidding. I would I would honestly say millions and millions of logs just sitting there. I would pass by at least three, four times a week, no changes in the inventory. Yeah, that was done on purpose, and that was done to manipulate prices. Yes. Yeah. But you still, you know, depending on who you know, where you can get your advice from, and if you know where to look, you can still get your resources. Um, You know, I think think the point is, for right now, you're never going to be able to get fully away from everything 100 mm-hmm. percent they're just not going to let you no you can't you if you try to go off grid there's still things you have to do you know you have to have certain things I, in certain states i'm i'm pretty sure there's a couple of states where you can go completely off grid and and not have to do anything other than pay your taxes right but you can get a certain level off the grid Oh yeah. You can definitely be self-sustaining. Absolutely. I mean, like if you're not gardening at this point, I don't know what to tell you because number one, gardening is awesome because you grow your own food for your own family. And that is as, as a man, that's what you're here for is to provide for your family. So grow your own food, you know, um, as much as possible. Plus you, you know what, you know, what's going into it because you're growing it. Yeah, you're you're doing it yourself. Same goes for livestock. If you can get chickens, goats, yeah, pigs, rabbits, whatever. Absolutely, um, we have we have chickens, ducks, and geese. Oh, boy, do we have geese? Um, <laughs> they are the reason for the late show. But uh, the chickens, chickens are amazing, dude. You know, every day they provide pretty much every day. They provide you with a source of food, pretty much perfect source of food. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there are guides, you know, there are entire Telegram channels here too that are based fully around self-sustaining, uh, homesteading, growing mm-hmm. your own food, foraging, um, uh, building techniques. You know how to build uh, animal pens on a budget. Different gardening techniques for all kinds of budgets. Um, this information is more readily available than ever. Yeah, if you have if you have Telegram, you need to find these channels and subscribe to them. Um, maybe we'll post some of them in the show notes, but you can pretty much learn how to grow anything anywhere, you know, how to raise pretty much any type of animal for food. Um, yeah. And and you can get seeds. Yeah. Uh, You can, you can buy seeds. You can find them at your local farmer's market. Just go to a farmer's market and talk to people. Make connections, make friendships, because you can trade. And that's the other thing, absolutely, that people need to be doing is to be making real life, you know, friendships with people that can help when it comes to this kind of a thing. You know, like uh, my neighbors, my neighbors buy eggs from us. So we yeah, have, we they're have, probably already white. 
and already think like you. Oh, my neighbors? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just like all these people you would want to talk to at a farmer's market. Right. That's already a white nationalist community. Right. It, it is. It's just in, yeah, it's a white nationalist community that just doesn't know it. If that's your thing. If that's your thing. Un, if that's your thing. They are unwitting terrorists mm. in the eyes of the rest of the world. Right. If you're, you know, if you're out there and you're selling uh, your local honey at your farmer's market, you are already a problem for the system. Mm-hmm. You know, farmers even the hippie, are incredible things. Right. Even the hippy dippy libtard that's, you know, selling the yoga stuff along with like whatever, you know. They're a problem for the system. What do you think the racial demographics are on beekeeping? Uh, Probably very Im- imbalance. I'd say I'd say they lean white. <laughs> Man, you remember the uh, the bee the blonde beekeeping woman? Oh yeah, the beekeeping. She, she like go to people's houses. There's a there's a nest under this step, and she lifts it up, and there's literally like six billion bees. That lady, she just very calmly just will put them to sleep, yep. put them in a in a portable, yep. uh, portable hive, pick them up, move cut everything them. out. Yep, she's it's an amazing to watch her it's just to watch her do that. I'm like, she's gonna get stung. Nope, nope. The bees know pheromones yeah. and things. Bees know it is it is incredible, and this goes for all animals. You know, animals are able to pick up on on human emotion and. Um, you know, confidence and fear. I think horses are some of the best examples of that too. Um, oh, horses know, know when you're definitely know when you're afraid of them. Yeah, and and that's that's a big thing that kind of plays into all of it as far as homesteading goes. Is even if you don't know exactly, being sincere and being confident and taking a step of faith, a leap of faith, and trusting. There is so much that you can do. Yeah. I mean that's that's what our people have done for hundreds of years even through all the reset times. Right. <laughs> like I well I, like it's like I I say to my mom my mom's like, you know, cuz I'm I'm doing as much farming as I can right now. Like you caught me the other you called me the other day I was actually on the tractor plowing the garden. Oh, right. But uh you know, people survived the Soviet Union. People survived the reset before that. People survived all, you know, pe- people survived. They will, you know, people do survive all these things. Just uh, not everybody. <laughs> and again, what's this, the, what, what's the deal with this Deagle prediction thing? I know I've heard of this. Uh, it's popped up again today. What is that again? The what? The Deagle prediction that there's going to be like, like, um, Oh, uh, the Georgia Guidestone the, style population yeah, reduction, the 80% population call by 2025 in countries where white Europeans live. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? What is again? So here's That's the, the here's day the, of the pillow. <laughs> here's the full quote. Uh, Deagle.com provided the 2025 forecast for population of each country. I obtained their forecast data before it was taken down in April of this year. However, the data has been safely archived and was available for analysis. I calculated the percentage population reductions for each each country based on the difference between the current population and the 2025 forecast, 
and rank sorted each country in, or in order of largest population reduction. My hypothesis was that the call would have an epicenter centered in the countries and powers who are running the pandemic, namely the G7. Uh, also hypothesized that those countries making the vaccines would be right at the heart of the slaughter. And it appears that, yeah, they were correct. And these are all the G7 uh, includes, you know, UK, US, Germany, countries traditionally white European. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the prediction for 2025 is that 80% population reduction in the West. Hmm. And Andrew says you should learn how to swim. I think you should learn how to fish. Both. Why not both? Yeah, both. Why not learn how to spearfish while swimming? I mean, there's that. You can do that. <laughs> like Tom Hanks in Castaway. um i think and i think getting out of the cities and getting you know into rural areas and being self-sustaining uh would drastically increase your chances if something were to happen oh yeah man absolutely like getting out getting out from under the thumb of the city um being able to grow your own food being able to raise your own chickens raise your own you know sheep goats whatever cows if you're so inclined if you have the room and apparently they were paying the ass and expensive. <laughs> you know, the, I was lamenting to you the other day just how, on the subject of how easy all this information is to find, you know, I've gotten, from all of our friends, we've gotten great information, great advice. Um, you know, one of our friends runs the Smart Gardening Ideas channel. Yes. Uh, it's t.me slash smart gardening is all it is. Um and it's incredible. I've I've gained so much knowledge, and I have stuff saved. I've got plenty of PDFs to read, um, but I can't put any of that into <laughs> into practice until we get a home. Right. Um, some you land. can't do it. You can't do it where you're at right now. That's it up. is. Yeah, it is sad. But hey, having a plan to get there is just as important. Got to have a starting point. Yes, absolutely. You do. And um, we started a couple years ago. You know, we, we have our garden that's going on our third year in there. And we've been amending, I've been amending the soil um, every year. This year, I'm using our own compost, our first year of our own compost in, in the entire garden. Plus, in um, on the other side, we have um, what used to be a garden, and they dumped... Um, all kinds of like sheep manure and chicken manure in there like 30 years ago or something and then never grew anything there. Hmm. So it's like the perfect spot for a garden. It's, it was, it was supposed to be a garden, but then I guess the guy, the people, they sold the property. This is before uh, we got it, which was like before my wife's family got it, it was like 30 years ago. So it's like 35 years ago or whatever. They set up this this area for a garden and then never grew anything there. So, but you can see the way that the weeds grow, the way the grass grows there. That like that spot is like the ground is hotter than the rest of the <laughs> like the things grow. Oh, like, yeah, very quickly. So, um, we tilled we we tilled it all up. You you heard me on the on the tractor, and uh, we tilled it back up. And I put in. Um, I don't know, four or 500 pounds of my own compost. 
So having chickens pays off because then you have free fertilizer. If Chicken if poop. it's an option for any of our listeners, you don't have to wrap your head around the idea of growing crops and then expanding to animal husbandry. You can actually do it the other way around. Um, when I was younger, we started with chickens and like chickens will make your grass grow better. Oh yeah. And everything. And then, you know, you can get um, animals that will give you manure, you know, so you can use for planting. You can do it the other way around if you have the space and the, the capability to have animals. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons that, we have them. Is we, we, we get I want to look into rabbits because just because rabbits reproduce, rabbits so much, reproduce, they don't take up much space. They don't make any noise. They don't make eggs either. No, buddy of mine just set up um, hutches for his rabbits, and they're doing. Uh, they have chickens already on their property, and now they're going to have rabbits. My grandparents, when I was little, my grandparents had rabbits, chickens, and a garden. And um, that was my dad's parents, the the Italian side. On my mom's side, they had uh, my grandfather had a farm where they lived in upstate Maine, and um, he sold the farm and they moved to the suburbs in Connecticut, and uh, they just had a, a fantastic garden. So I've always had I've always had like the gardening. Um, expertise, I guess. I've been doing it since I was like five. Oh man. Yeah. See, I'm jealous of that. My my time on farms and dealing with livestock and gardening was uh limited to visiting family friends who had a farm growing up. So I got yeah. exposed but not not as much. Well, we also had my uncle my uncle Louie had pigs. We go down and always help out with the pigs and like did like the neutering and like the the taking the pigs to be slaughtered and, you know, None of your family like pressed olive oil or anything. No, my family pressed olive oil. I've I've literally dug furrows in fields to plant with oxen with a team of oxen before. Nice. Um, that's a really really cool feeling. And actually, the the reason is because you know, like, if everything really, if the shit hits the fan, if like the biggest EMP ever goes off, if everything dies, you, we can just work with animals again and plant seeds. Right. You know, all this, this is all fear. You know, you, you can take an old jar of seeds from your grandfather's, you know, out of the shed. You can plant those. They'll grow. Yep. Well, and, you know, on top of that too, learning practical trade skills things that don't require technology exactly, things that just require hand tools. Right. Um, Carpentry, so that, you, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that stuff so you can make repairs. You can build your own chicken coop. You can build whatever. You can uh, absolutely you know, contract out your service to other people, trade services for food. Even if you, um, even if you don't do that, what I have actually done is I have, uh, I have a hard drive where I have saved tons of instructional videos on how to do things that I don't know how to do. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You should, uh, you should send me that so I can snag stuff off of it. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll take care of that. Um, but that's what you should do. If you don't know how to do something like learn how to do it and you know, it's easy, dude. I mean, I saw a, a sticker the other day and said, uh, let's say YouTube certified mechanic. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I've worked on my my Tacoma a lot more 
because of YouTube and it was able to because of YouTube than ever would have been like in the Chilton's. I can still get into there's the a, Chilton's manual and yeah. like do it that way, but like YouTube makes it easy. Yeah. There's a particular channel my son was really interested in and uh, come to find out a kid in our neighborhood who goes to a vocational high school for automotive study. He said the classes literally watch this guy's YouTube channels in the classes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's how or they're learning the how to do like things in the form of learning, you know? Yeah. That's how they're learning to do things at the ASC certified mechanic school. Um, I got a bunch of buddies that are ASC certified mechanics. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how, how good of a job that is anymore. Unless you're working at a dealership. Everything's like pretty much dealership. Uh, anything newer than 2010, you pretty much have to take to the dealer for like almost everything. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't mm. I don't want a new car past my current one is a 2013 and I don't want anything much past that. Yeah. Um no, I can work on pretty much everything on my truck and I love it. It's great. It's it's nicely broken in, just over 200,000 miles. That's not bad. It's an 08 Tacoma, dude. It's like and it's one of the good ones. Oh, nice. Yeah, all made made in California, Northern California. It was like the last hurrah of like California car manufacturing. And they brought in mm. Tesla. Well, that's when they brought in, They brought in Solyndra. And then they, after Solyndra stole all that money, they brought in Tesla. And then Tesla did what they did and made a whole bunch of money. And apparently were very racist and then left. How are they racist? I don't know. You don't remember we talked about that a little while back? Oh. It, all the, all the, uh, all the employees being racially discriminated against. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. That was, that was interesting. Anyway, um, man, yes, we're, 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 we're talking about raising your own food and, you know, livestock. If you can't garden, anybody can garden though, man. Like you can, you can do things in an apartment. If you, if you have an apartment and you can do the, you know, a little patio garden or you can do little window boxes and stuff. I did that when I was in, uh, when I was in California and I had an apartment in Berkeley, I sent my little window box garden and there were, um, uh, the guy next door and their apartments, they did a garden on the roof, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm. That is pretty awesome. On the flat, on the flat top buildings in California. Yeah. My, my landlord wouldn't let us, so. There are a lot of ways that you can garden too. It's pretty incredible. I mean, anything from raised beds, you can use mm-hmm. uh, hay bales. Yeah, man, you uh, can grow uh, that that smart gardening channel. Our buddy there, Battlebot, good dude. Yeah. Um, he uh, he posted a thing about growing potatoes in a cardboard box. Now I've heard I've heard of the the straw method where you just put the potatoes in the straw and then as they grow, you just throw more straw on top of them. You just keep throwing straw yeah. on top until they're like a foot and a half tall or something like that. And then you just keep watering them. I've, I've heard of that. And then there's the mounding method and then, but I've never heard of the box. Well, I've heard of the wooden tower where you take, I think it's two by fours and you put them like six high or eight higher. So it's, I don't remember how it is, but after a certain time, like you start taking them apart from the bottom, you harvest the potatoes out of the bottom as you go. 
like mm-hmm. next week. One week you harvest I've on the bottom. Method, yeah. Yeah. Um, supposedly that is a Pinterest thing that doesn't actually work. It just looks really cool. But we do, um, I have, I put in, uh, yesterday and today I put in, um, three solid, like, I don't know, the big garden, which is like three 50 foot rows of potatoes. Hey, um, this is another thing too. I just thought of off the top of my head, um, for our audience that, you know, for our drinkers out there, Hmm. you can make your own alcohol too. You don't, you don't have to go give the big, you know, big liquor stores your money. Like you can make your own, uh, your own wine, your own cider. It's fun to do. My, my wife just made some wine out of a little kit. Nice. Pretty neat. Nice. You get them, you can name it yourself. You call it whatever <laughs> yeah, you want. She called ours, uh, pink goldfish. Pink goldfish. Was, All right. Yeah. It was yummy. Tasted like a wedding wine. I told her, but. Yeah, All right. you, it's making cider is really easy. It's literally like you just let the apples ferment. You know, that's yeah. basically it. You know, I don't know about yeah. distilleries and all that, but a lot of my uncles and grandfathers talked about making moonshine. I mean, anything you could do to leave the bee system, you know, I'm not trying to advocate for, for liquoring up. I'm just saying, uh, you can, you can do all that too. Oh yeah, man. I know, I know guys that make their own beer guys make their own, um, cider. One of the guys in uh, one of the Ohio, uh, gang I used to hang out with, he made his own cider. It was delicious. Paris. Yeah. I mean, don't forget cider. The reason that the people, you know, who founded the the bootstrapping of America, right. They all drank cider. They did because they all drank it. Your grandma drank it because mm-hmm. it, it small amount of alcohol content kept it clear of bacteria. It's just it was something safe to drink. And apples are very plentiful; they're easy to grow. What do they say in uh, the Ben Franklin quote? In beer, there is knowledge; in wine, there is wisdom; in water, there is bacteria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and like, don't forget, like the Romans, they replaced wine with uh, with apples and started drinking cider when they invaded Kazakhstan. Then when England invaded, you know, Rome, the area, they, they took the apples there. And then when England came here, they, they brought the apples here to America. Apples, they're not, we had, we had cranberries. The reason we have all these big juicy apples, everybody's making pies, the American pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple that's all pie. because of cider. It's all because of Kazakhstan? <laughs> well, the, I mean, they were growing there, but. <laughs> I wouldn't give them credit for for shit. Well, hold on. I, say, I wouldn't so, give Kazakhs much credit. Well, hang on. So later. the 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 apples apples are not endemic to into uh, indigenous. Indigenous. Excuse me. Not indigenous North to America. North America. No, not at all. We had, we have cranberries and things like that. Right. You know, England so so England you can brought get them a lot here. more juice from an apple than you can from a from a grape. So they just changed it up when they found them. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty easy to build a big apple press. You just grind them through a big thing. Oh yeah, and I used to go apples, to when, crush them up. when I lived in New England. Nope. We used to always apple apple cider season, man. Yeah, yeah. It's really I've I've literally made apple cider on accident by just leaving buckets full of apples, and they fill with rainwater and ferment. And it's like, hey, you got a bucket of cider. Yeah. Whoops. It's not that. <laughs> 
hygienic, but right. I mean, it's free. We're talking about the apocalypse here. Right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. If if I'm growing things for the apocalypse, I'm growing potatoes. I'm growing um, potatoes. A lot I'm of potatoes. Rabbit. What? I'm eating rabbit. Yeah, rabbit is a good one. The only problem with rabbit is you have to have a source of fat because, especially wild rabbits, uh, we have a ton of rabbits oh, on our property. These are Johnny's rabbits. You can put them in cages. You can fatten them up. Oh no, I mean the kind of rabbits you can, yeah, the, the, like the the commercial rabbits for eating. A little different, but like a um, big Purdue rabbit. Yeah, but do they? They probably do have a, a fat content, a decent fat content. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, rabbits are my grandparents, like I said, when I was when I was a kid, um, my dad's side they had they had rabbits in a garden. And it, and if you can do it, we only brought it up quickly with bees. If you can do bees. Bees? My neighbors have bees? Well they're not really my neighbors, they're like a mile and a half away. But uh, my they have bees. And the dad was like, I really wish we didn't have bees, but we have them now. It's kind of, he, he feels about his bees the way I feel about the geese that we have. Did somebody eat the bees and then vomit them? That sounds terrifying. No, no. That would be, that would be, sounds painful. Um, actually, no, the geese, one of the geese almost got eaten today. We have a fox that lives nearby that is going to try and, and eat one of our geese. And I almost want to let him, but... Um, cause I hate those birds, but, uh, this thing is as big as an Australian shepherd It's huge. Just imagine like, I don't know. just a big fucking Fox skinwalker. No, it's, it's a Fox, but yeah, it's, I'm gonna have to do something about him. He already got, he already got one of our geese and it got uh, two of our chickens. Over the past, maybe some year. salt. Yeah, eat him too. No, what I'm gonna do is I have a buddy. Um, he's an older guy. Uh, he's a he's a pipe fitter, and uh, he actually lives. He was on that job that I was at. Um, that nuclear thing, and uh, he he does taxidermy. So I'm gonna take it to him. Oh, you should definitely do that. Yeah. I have it motherfucker mounted. Uh, um, all right. So that's been some nice, uh, white pilling advice. Yeah, man. Raise your, that's you know, if you can do it, if you can get chickens, I have to say, man, the, like if you buy the $6 dozen eggs, you know, from the store, they're like the farm raised cage free grain free, blah, 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 blah. Pasture raised. Those, those are like, as close as you're going to get to having your own, they're like six, seven bucks a dozen at the store. Um, raising your own is pretty cheap. I mean, you can do it in, in a lot of neighborhoods. Um, a lot of people are doing suburban and even semi-urban chickens because you can keep them in a pretty small enclosure. I mean, not like too small, but like, you know, it, you'd be surprised at how little space it would take for, for two chickens. Right. Yeah. I think everybody should do that. I think everybody should do it. And again, I love those memes. The Jew fears the urban chicken farmer, the Jew fears (laughs) the urban, the urban carp, uh, grower or whatever it is. He's got the refrigerator drawers 
with live fishing on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing that I want to do. Um, we, for some reason, uh, there used to be a spring on the property. Um, the people across the street did some grading and added a driveway to the bottom of their property. When they did that, all of a sudden, the spring that we didn't have that went away is now running again. And so, oh, really? we, yeah. So we have like a pond and a spring. So the water is actually very, very clean and I want to uh, stock it. So I want to. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Some perch water. stuff. Ew. Yeah. Do a little bit of a, like people aqua. pay for water. Oh yeah. Dude. I pay for water sometimes. I pay for water. We pay for water. Cause we have technically like city water out where we live. It's very rural. But uh, we 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 actually pay for our water. We have yeah, again. I feel we like have an a spring doing that, right? We have a spring on on the property. The problem is it's not close enough. Uh, in order to drill down to do a well from um, where we are, it's because the amount of rock that the house is sitting on, we'd have to pipe the well from very far away. It'd be very expensive. But we have the spring and like a pump and a solar generator. So, you know, if we ever shit hits the fan, there's water, you know, across the way. Right. You at least have some solution. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than being on top of an Indian barrel ground, right? Right. Which which there's isn't that. everybody's house on top of an Indian barrel ground? Isn't that all American? If you're in Ohio, everybody's house is. Yeah. Ohio. That was, where was where was Poltergeist supposed to be? Was it Ohio or was it Illinois? Oh, I don't know. Illinois, maybe. I don't know. I thought it was more Midwest. It was a suburb in the Midwest. I know. Yeah. Hmm. hmm, hmm well, I think hmm. we've reached the end if we're talking about Poltergeist. Oh, we definitely have. We definitely have. All right. Well, we are Again. gonna. We are gonna get out of here, and um, we are gonna see you guys Tuesday night live on Pilled, uh, also on D Live, and also on Odyssey. Yes. Come hang out with us. We're gonna shit post through the news. Um, and whatever spoopy stuff happens to come up in popular culture. I don't know popular culture, but like whatever. Yeah, come hang out and chat. I mean, we, we love getting, uh, getting the chat involved. I, they actually picked everybody who joined us last Tuesday, picked our favorite, uh, just out of the park, crazy, uh, fake mask outfits. Yeah. Those are great. That was fun. Yeah, we can do a lot of that stuff with the live streams. You know, we can do more of that yeah. kind of stuff. So, so those are uh, seven thirty Central, eight thirty Eastern, live on, on Pilled, D Live, and Odyssey. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a creepy pasta for you after this. Yes, we do. And uh, we're gonna get out of here, and we'll see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. Ah, I see you cannot sleep. Pull up beside me. Lend your eyes to the hearth and watch the flames fill the dark room with a flicker as I tell you tales of burning mountains. Long ago, dragons stalked these skies. Once a reigning terror upon the realm Dragons of many chromatic fashions were found as major players in the annals of history. Although time has changed the course of destiny for these mighty beings, they have fought against extinction tooth 
and nail, or rather, tooth and claw. The giants of this world have been at war against the dragons since the days of old. In some centuries, the dragons have the upper hand. Then, as a pendulum swings, the giants retake territories and powerful artifacts, regaining a foothold on the world stage. Great nations of men come and go in the lifespan of an ancient dragon, and many men live their lives without seeing a single one of these beings. Those who do may lose their entire kingdom or more. In this very land, in the hills past the desert, once lay a magnificent stronghold of a giant king. You know this as one would know a melted wax figurine. Indistinguishable in its architecture and providence, the surface exterior has been obliterated by the very breath of the mighty winged tyrant. This instance has seen the scorn of the extravagant red dragon known as Fearkrag, a terrifying presence whose voice makes men tremble and fall to their knees in anguish. Long ago, here in our lands, a benevolent cloud giant began construction for his great empire. Adorned with beautiful gems and gilded gargoyles, the construct marked a new standard in majesty and grandeur. Red dragons, however, are covetous in nature. No great treasure can avoid the gaze and yearn from such ancient and greedy beasts as these. It is said that the jealous dragon went outside its natural urges and destroyed that which it could not claim as its own. The stronghold of the cloud giants created an impervious condition that provoked the scorch marks in our land. A blast of rage and elemental fire, deep from within the furnace of Firkrag's belly, wrought the land from a grand oasis to the plains of glass that you see the sun crawl across today. The livelihood of men is a mere consequence of these struggles between giant overlords and the great, scaled ferocity that shapes the land 